Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Jeremiah chapter 32. If you don't know who I am, my name is Brandon Hill. I am the senior pastor here of Transformation Christian Fellowship grace and peace be multiplied unto you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ and it is a pleasure to have you in the house this morning it is a pleasure to be in your house or wherever you may be this morning you could be anywhere else there's so many churches that are online right now due to the pandemic but we just thank God that you have tuned in to us this morning and I believe there's a word from God for you this morning and will meet you and meet us at our point of need and I I give God praise for that I give God praise for that and he's a mighty and awesome God all right listen um, this Thursday this Thursday is the check-in I want you to be tuned in this Thursday for the check-in elder Brittany and worship leader Oticia will be live to you on Instagram live this Thursday so tune in be in the room this Thursday as we continue to check in with them and checking in on you. Also, I want you to mark your calendars now. I want you all to be there for the physical reopening of Transformation Christian Fellowship. Us coming back to uh, the building will be September the 6th. September the 6th. I'm believing God is going to do something between now and then that will be absolutely unbelievable and what he opens up for us. And I want you to join me in prayer concerning September 6th and concerning what God will do from now until then. Say, I'm believing God to do something unbelievable for me between now and then. September 6th, I believe it, and I believe it so. I don't care what's going on. I don't care. I'm not naive of a pandemic. I'm not naive of what's going on in the world. I'm I'm just crazy enough to believe that despite anything, God can do the absolutely mind-blowing miracles that I believed him for even in the beginning of this year and I believe that for your life as well so we're coming to a conclusion this morning um, on the lessons from the pandemic I hope that this series have been helping us um, and to learn some things while we're going through the pandemic while we're going through this and learning some things along the way. I have something that I've been struggling with this thing all week, but I hopefully um, hopefully it will lead us <clears throat> somewhere, somewhere that I believe that will be a blessing to us, all right? Um, so really follow me and follow the train of thought. And I, I just have been sharing a few thoughts and a few lessons I believe is important during this time of a pandemic. And um, I, I really do believe that God is teaching us some things through it. Um, reminding us, reminding us of some things going through this time, and and really uh, charging us in the middle of this time. I, I believe that as well, and 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 to invest some things. So Jeremiah, the thirty second chapter, verse six, and um, I'm going to go to verse six first, and um, we're going to go there. And it says, and Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, Hanamel, the son of Shalom. Your uncle will come to you saying, buy my field, which is in Anatoth, for the right of redemption is yours to buy it. 
Then Hanamel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said to me, Please buy my field that is in Anathoth, which is the country of Benjamin, <clears throat> for the right of inheritance is yours, and the redemption yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that it was the word of the Lord. So I bought the field from Hanamel, the son of my uncle was in Anathoth, and weighed out to him money, 17 shekels of silver. And I said, the deed and sealed it, and excuse me, and I signed the deal, excuse me, and I signed the deed and sealed it, took witnesses and weighed the money of the, on the scales. Verse 11 says, so I took the purchase deed, both that which was sealed according to the law and custom, and that which was open. And I gave the purchase deed to Barak, the son of Neriah, the son of Mashiach, in the presence of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and in the presence of the witnesses who signed the purchase deed before all the Jews who sat in the court of the prison. Then I charged Barak, you um, Barak before them saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, take the deed, take these deeds, both this purchase and um, purchase deed, which is sealed and this deed, which is open and put them in an earthen vessel that they may last many days. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Verse 15 says it again, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Possessed again in this land. I don't know what you may have lost during this pandemic, but I decree, decree and declare to you the word of the Lord, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land, in this land. Uh, this is a very interesting lesson I'm about to share with you right now. Um, I believe that in the midst the one of the lessons that I have been learning in this pandemic, that I believe that God has one of the lessons was about sowing um, into sowing or investing in this time of a pandemic. And one of the things that I'm learning in the lessons from the pandemic series and what God has shared with me is, is that what God gave Jeremiah, ladies and gentlemen, here in this text, and I'm about to try to, for the brief moment I have, try to condense this, this chapter in a couple of minutes, uh, but I do encourage you to read it at your um, leisure, that um, here, here, one of the things is that God gives Jeremiah uh, 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 a weird instruction to do a to do a weird thing in the midst of what is about to be uh, a takeover or a hostile takeover, where the land that that the children of Israel in their disobedience to God have been forced out of the lands. They are they are really now under siege right now, and 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 Jeremiah in this moment. God is telling him to buy a land that does not even seem 
worth anything. <laughs> He's telling him to do something that may not seem worth it at the moment. And, 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 and it sounds strange that God would call you to invest, call you to put something together or to, 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 to sow into something that is, is not so much for the now, but as it is for the later. And, and it's, it is interesting to me, ladies and gentlemen, that I believe that in this pandemic, God has given us time to reassess uh, some things and, and to charge us to find different ways to, to invest now that even if you don't see the full harvest now, you'll see it later. Because you're trying, because what right now you're putting in work or you have to do, there is a prophetic action you must take at this moment that will have a benefit for the later. Ladies and gentlemen, let me set the scene for you in this text. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremiah is currently in prison. He is confined in prison. The reason why he's confined in prison, because Zedekiah put him there. Zedekiah, ladies and gentlemen, in the rule of Nebuchadnezzar, Zedekiah was a king in Judah. He was a king of Judah, and during this time, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremiah was prophesying to them, telling them, ladies and gentlemen, like, hey, you go up against King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylons, you are going to lose. You're going to lose. They're going to overtake you. They're going to overthrow you. Zedekiah, in his pride, was saying, who in the world are you prophesying? Why are you prophesying such things? These are in the earlier verses, right? Zedekiah doesn't understand that when, when a prophet speaks, he's not speaking on his own accord. He's speaking under the accord of God. Are you hearing me? He's speaking under the authority of God. And so Jeremiah is speaking under the authority of God. The king doesn't like it. And I have a brief moment right here. The king doesn't like it. And so what happens is he throws Jeremiah in jail, right? He throws Jeremiah in jail. The Babylons are on their way because they're going to take over the land. Matter of fact, Jeremiah 37 may attest to the very events that Jeremiah prophesied it to that King Nebuchadnezzar would come and take over <coughs> and take take over the land once again. Right. And so here we have it is that Jeremiah is in jail. He's confined into prison at this moment. And here we have <coughs> that a sign comes to him that his uncle wants him to purchase this land. Uh, his uncle wants him to purchase this land and, 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 and his uncle wants him to purchase this land. He sends his cousin, Hanamel, his cousin, the son of Shalom, is, which is his uncle, comes to him. His cousin said, hey, I got an offer for you. I need you to buy my land. Right. It's desolate. It, it's, it's, it doesn't seem like it's worth anything. Some of you in this time say my idea may not seem like it's worth anything. It doesn't seem like like like, you know, it, it, it will go anywhere or I, I don't know. And so it, but Jeremiah in, in interesting times is being asked to do something while being confined in prison. He, he's being asked to do something while being confined in prison. You are being asked to do something, a prophetic sign, a prophetic act. In this moment, in your obedience to God, in the midst of a pandemic, a weird instruction, a weird thing that God is asking you to do in a time that does not seem like it's worth it, doesn't seem like it's the right time to invest, doesn't seem like it's the right time to put the business together, doesn't seem like it's the right time to start a church, doesn't seem like it's the right time to start a family. It doesn't seem like any of that stuff. And he's saying, hey, I need you to buy my field. 
I need you to buy my field. The reason why he asked him to do this is because Jeremiah in those days would be considered its kinsman, kinsman redeemer. He has a right to inheritance. I don't have time to get into it like I would like to because of the sake of time. However, he has the right of refusal or the right of purchase. Why? It's because he, ladies and gentlemen, is the, he, ladies and gentlemen, has the authority and the right as a kinsman redeemer to decide to redeem that land. And God is preparing Jeremiah to receive the offer favorably because at this moment, what, <laughs> at this moment, his uncle is just trying to get rid of it. His uncle is just trying to get rid of it. And, 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 and they come to him, uh, 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 they, they come to him, they explain to him, say, Hanamel uh, says, asking Jeremiah to redeem the land and the technicals apparently as the nearest relative to Hanamel. Jeremiah must perform the function of the redeemer because God is asking Jeremiah to purchase, God is sending his uncle through his, and his uncle sends his son, Hanamel, to tell Jeremiah what I want you to do. I and mean, the reason why he's doing this is because there is a part of a bigger plan. There is part of a bigger plan. What God is asking you to do in this moment of a pandemic is part of a bigger plan. See, if you're only looking at the short term, yes, Jeremiah is confined. Yes, he's in prison at this moment because he's doing the work of God. <laughs> yeah, sometimes doing the work of God gets you in trouble, not with God, but with men, because they don't like what you're doing or like what you're saying. And see, the whole idea that you will be liked by men is not true. <laughs> Jesus said in the New Testament, they're going to persecute you. They are going to hang you. They're going to do all of this stuff to you, but don't care about that because they can only hurt you physically and do nothing to your soul. Jeremiah is being asked to do something. I, I don't know who I'm preaching to. I don't know who I'm talking to, ladies and gentlemen, but Jeremiah is asked to do something that if it was me, I don't know that if I would do that right now, come get me out of jail. That, what about, how about trying to do that? Don't ask me to purchase something in, my, in the middle of me being confined into a prison. And see, here's the thing. God will have, God, you'll be in certain situations and God is asking you to do something like, wait a minute, you're telling me to give in the midst of a pandemic? Do you not understand? I just got laid off. Are you telling me to put together a business plan in the middle of this time? Don't you not understand I don't have any money? Don't you not understand I don't have this, I don't have that? God don't care about that. It's about what you do right now in the meantime that is preparing you because God had a bigger picture in mind. To, oh, my God, I want you to put in the group chat right now and say there's a bigger picture. God has a bigger picture. Hallelujah in store for your life. And so here in the Bible days, we see how business deals and business transactions were done as far as real estate. There's witnesses. They, they begin to weigh the shekel of silver and they, they begin to see all of this stuff, right? But here is, here is mind boggling. Here is the mind boggling thing about all of this is that he's asking him to buy this land knowing that the Babylons are about to overtake and take over the land. He knows that he's been prophesying the fall of Judah, and you tell him to purchase the land. 
Are you getting what I'm trying to say to you? This is, is confusing. But he gets the land in a favorable time. Let me go. Here's another lesson that I've learned in this. It does not matter what situation that you may be currently in. Any situation is a favorable time that God will bless you. In God's mind, any situation, any time is a favorable time. You're in jail and God is saying here, God is sending your uncle to send his son Hanamel to make you a proper business proposition to purchase some land that really doesn't seem worth, that really seems worthless. However, it may seem worthless to you, but in God's eyes, it had a lot of value. Oh, what you may be finding yourself to do right now in the midst of this pandemic may seem like it doesn't hold any value, that it doesn't have any worth. But I'm trying to tell you right now, if you go and under, listen, you sometimes you don't understand God's ways. I don't even act like I understand all of God's ways. Matter of fact, this is really puzzling to me. That's why all this week I've been really wrestling with the scripture and really wrestling with this text and like what in the world? Why are you asking us as a church? Why are you asking us in the middle of this time to invest? God is asking you in this pandemic and teaching you any time is a favorable time. It does not matter in the eyes of man what may be seen favorable because in, oh God, can I, thank you Holy Spirit, I hear you this morning. The very fact of the matter is Jeremiah's uncle was just trying to get in and get out. <laughs> the reality is Jeremiah's uncle was seeing what was about to happen. Jeremiah's uncle trying to collect and go. He's trying to collect and go. And I believe that in this moment, in this time, there's people that you're going to get favorable offers and favorable deals, even in the midst of this time, even when it doesn't seem like you in this moment oh, have the ability. There is a deal taking place at a prison. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're currently facing and dealing with. Is that any time God can drop a favorable opportunity in your hand. And though you may not see it manifest immediately, there is a bigger picture to reason why you purchase this land. Because the purchase of this land is important. Because when I do redeem my people after, 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 uh, 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 after causing them to, 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 to come out of persecution, when I deliver them, they will have somewhere to go. <laughs> Are you hearing me? I hope this is helping you, somebody. I hope this is helping because the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, in this moment that you are in right now, where we are, God is in you are investing into something that has a greater return on investment. Again, Jeremiah, after all, we have the example of the unnamed kinsman redeemer in Ruth 4. We came down to Boaz and Ruth, and there was another person that had the right to redeem Ruth, but they chose not to. And then here comes Boaz, who made the decision 
to be one's kinsman redeemer. And this gives a sign, ladies and gentlemen, in a bigger picture of how Jesus is our kinsman redeemer, how he restores us, how he redeems us. This is a sign of that. But I'm not dealing with so much of that. I'm dealing, I'm dealing with this, is that the 17th shekel and the parcel of land in Anatoth is the earnest of a future land possession. God is not permanently abandoning his people. They will return. <laughs> After judgment falls upon Jerusalem, they will, be, they will return. Because it's only through the refining fire that any hope for the future of the people of God becomes possible and life can come only through death. Let me tell you something right now. There is there is a reason for all of this. So ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you for uh, I cannot tell you exactly why God has allowed this and is so, it has allowed certain things to happen. But what I will tell you is this, ladies and gentlemen, that there are certain things through this situation where you feel as death has come. It is only only through death where hope can be restored. It is only through it is only through death where God is really oh my God oh my God for some of you during this pandemic God has been stripping you away and for most of us He stripped a lot of things away and the only reason why He stripped things away is so that life could come out of it. Some of you, you thought you were living beforehand, but God really sat you down and realized how if I take all of this stuff away, do you feel like you still are worth something? Do you feel like you're still worth something if I strip all of this away? Because the only way you can get to where I'm trying to call you to, and I don't know who I'm talking to, is the only way you can get there is through experiencing death to your flesh. Really being honest and coming to grips with yourself so that life can come forward out of this. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Jeremiah was so confused. And he was confused and he, he did it, but he had to pray for understanding. He had to pray for understanding. He had to pray and say, Lord, what does all of this mean? He prays after he buys the land. He prays to God between six, uh, verses 16 through 25. He asks him about all of this. This land is about to be taken under siege. He buys a land that he knows he's really not going to benefit from at the moment because at the end of the day, Nebuchadnezzar is coming. <laughs> he knows the word of the Lord. Brandon, the stock market is funny. The economy is funny. Systemic racism. They don't want me to get ahead. All of this stuff going on. You know what all of those are? They don't have nothing to do with what God wants to do. Why? Because there's a bigger picture. <laughs> in God's mind. <laughs> because what Jeremiah buys is set up as a promise that with what he does that, it is a promise that he keeps his word. 
through the man of the prophet. Oh, my God. Ha! Jeremiah tells them they're going to get restored. The purchase of the land and them coming out of where they are is to prove to people in the future that there was a man, Jeremiah, that did this prophetic act. And what he said, it came to pass. Ha! Oh, God, I praise you in here because the bigger picture is, is that through all of this, God is going to bring God is setting you up. There's a dream that you had. There's something that God is calling you to invest in. And it's a weird instruction at a weird time. He's in prison. But Jeremiah goes forward in obedience to God. And he buys it and he prays to God for understanding. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, hear me prophetically as a mouthpiece from God. Hear me and connect to this altar here at TCF. And what I'm trying to tell you is that if you take if you take what I'm telling you today by the, oh, my God, under the, oh, my God, under the uh, declaration of God, under his, under his, uh, under the ordinance of God, under the ordinance of the Holy Spirit, if you listen today, what you invest in today, you may not see it automatically because it was not planned for him to see it automatically. Judgment was still coming to Jerusalem. Judgment was still coming to them. But what he was purchasing today was setting up them for when they return. What you are doing today has nothing to do with you, Jeremiah. It has nothing to do with you who is watching me on the screen. What it has everything to do with is the what, what generations will see of God's glory when God, when God gives you a prophetic instruction and you do it and you act on it and seeing how they benefit from one person's obedience. That was weird. That was weird instruction. He prays to God. He says, Lord, I extol you. I understand everything that you did was in your great power. I understand all of you do. This is your great creation. I understand all of it. He prays God for his power, all of that, his grace and his judgment. He does all of that. He's just trying to understand why he's doing this. And God, as I come to a close, God begins to answer him. Verse 26, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Here's the other thing. If you're trying to wonder why God is asking you to do something, pray for understanding. Not everything's going to make sense. He prayed for understanding and God answered him. He said, I'm going to give you what you want. Here it is. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Ha! Here's what I like. Is there anything too hard for me? Oh, my God. Help me in this room. Jeremiah, I already know. You wondering why you're trying to get understanding why you're doing this. And, you've, and I've told you that these people are going into judgment. I didn't told you that. But guess what? It don't matter how great Nebuchadnezzar is in the Babylon. The only reason why I'm giving them victory in this situation is because the people of God turned their backs on me. But when the moment I called them back, there ain't no 
demon in hell can stop them from getting back to where I call. Is there anything too hard for me? Hallelujah. You need to remind yourself this in a pandemic. I don't care if there's an opportunity that God has called you to do. There ain't nothing that is hard for him that will help you to accomplish because God is the one who ordained it. Oh, my God. I want you to put in that section. Oh, my God. Put in the chat right now what God has ordained. Nothing can stand in the way. When God has ordained it, nothing can step in the way. There was a set time for God. Oh, my God. A set time for Jerusalem and Judah's deliverance that was going to come. And the purchase of this land was a sign. It was a sign of the return. There's nothing hard. For the Lord, there's nothing, absolutely nothing that was hard for him. He tells them they're going, in, they're, they're, they're going into captivity. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. That, that, that's going to happen. But verse 42 is coming to your screen. One moment. I'm coming to a close. I thank you for paying attention. Uh, hopefully that this blesses you as we conclude this. This morning, this the, now at this noon time, it says, for thus says the Lord, just as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will bring on them all the good that I have promised them. <laughs> oh, my God. I was wrestling with this all week long. Yes, there has been calamity that has happened around our country. Yes, it seems like even the righteous has even experienced a little bit of this chaos that has been caused in this time. But I got good news for somebody in the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, that wow, calamity has striked. There is still good that is coming. Oh my God, there's still good that I've promised you. And no matter, no matter what, God's good can, oh my God, God will be good to you in a pandemic. He will be good to you in systemic racism. God will be good to you despite all of that because that is the evil of the world. But God and called his righteous and his righteous will be taken care of in the midst of where you are. He said, oh, my goodness, I want you to put in that chat right now, say something good. God is bringing the good that he promised. God is bringing the good that he promised. Matter of fact, the good is right here, and it's right now. You can experience the goodness of God right now. The goodness of God is not something you got to wait for. The goodness of God is available right now. Oh, my God. Matter of fact, God is good to the just and the unjust. The very fact of the matter is that he lets us to get up each morning is a part of God's goodness. God is merciful. Oh, my God. Help me in this room tonight. God is good. God is good. God is good when you're in a pandemic. God is good despite anything. God is goodness. is not predicated upon what the world is going through. God is good regardless. Mm, my goodness, let me calm down. I feel like preaching now because I don't care where you are. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It's time to invest. TCF, it is time to invest. It is time to put our hands to the plow and take over what God has called us to do. And it may not seem valuable at the moment, but you just wait in a while. You will see the return on God's goodness. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I feel like preaching now. I'll say the goodness of God. Yes. My goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here it is. Here it is. Come out. Can I come to a close? And it says, verse 43, and fields will be bought in this land of what you of which you say. <sighs> you see that? You see that? Verse 43. It says it this way. He said, and fields will be bought in this, in this, in this land, which you say. It is desolate with, without man or beast, meaning animals. And it has been given into the hand of the Chaldeans. He's saying in this land, in this land, you say, I didn't say it was desolate. You say it's desolate. What it looks to men is not what it looks to God. God sees it full. God sees it in his eyes. They're coming back. God sees it in his eyes. There's a return. God sees in his eyes that there's something good about this land. You may not see his possibilities. You may not see his potential, but God ain't asking you to see it right away. God is asking you to trust it. Oh, my God. TCF, he's not asking you to see it. Oh, my God. To see it. You may see it desolate. You may see what it seems worthless, but God sees your potential. God sees your opportunity. God sees what can be made happen if you put your hands to the plow and do what he called you to do. You want understanding, Jeremiah? Yeah, I'm going to give you understanding. I'm going to bring them back. And what may seem desolate to you, what may seem desolate to you, may we seem without men that the Chaldeans have taken over. He said, I'm going to bring him back. And guess what? Fields will be brought on that land. Hallelujah. I don't know what I'm preaching to. I don't know what in the world has happened in your, even your family's line. I don't know where I'm going with this. But I don't know what happened to you in your family's line. Or what may have been taken, but God will restore. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to. But you'll be the first to do it. And yes, it may not seem, it seems like a weird instruction. But God will take what you do as an act of faith. The Say I'm going to purchase this land. I'm going to invest into something that maybe they don't see the value of. But guess what? When you're back in the land, that deed of the land was under Jeremiah's name. That there will be land that you will get that's under your name that people will have to ask you, can we build on? Oh, oh my goodness. Because we didn't come to conform. We came to transform. And you got some things that God is calling you to do. And it's time to rise up and do it now it doesn't matter what it looks like it is the time to do it now he said I'm going to bring him back I'm going to bring him back TCF we on a war path now investment time it is time to invest the word of the Lord in this season to us now it is time to invest it doesn't matter if nobody will invest in you. You invest in yourself. I don't care where you got, where you are right now. I'm coming to a close. Hear your pastor under the sound. Oh my God, under the unction of the Holy Spirit. It's time to invest. It is time, time to look at what everybody else sees and what everybody else thinks is invaluable. You have something valuable. There's a gift on the inside of you and it's time to act now. Enough of your excuses. Enough of what's going on in the world. It's time to rise up and it's time to possess. It's time to invest. If you believe it, put hallelujah in that chat. Shout glory.
not stop until everything is seized. The time is now. The time is now. The lesson for today, class. Weird instructions bring about great and great reward by God. Hallelujah. 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 God is a good God. He's a good God. Well, I'm done. We're getting out of here. If you don't know Jesus, I'll offer you Jesus today. I'll offer you him. There's no one like him in all of the earth. I promise you, that is so simple. If you don't, let me tell you something. With all the hell that's going on in the world right now, I would tell you right now. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.